0: We are, we ball, are ball Busters. Your sports news podcast on Unbenched. Breaking, Breaking the glass
1: ceiling
2: through, through sports. sports. Hi, welcome to Ball Busters. I'm eating a chicken finger, so Michaela's going to do the intro here.
0: Oh, okay. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Happy International Women's Day. We are recording this on tuesday as we do so tuesday march 8th obviously international women's day there's news in sports obviously we know that um but we're gonna mainly focus this episode on women and women in sports and all the great things that they're doing because because we that's can more important today let's be honest so you're hearing this thursday but like it's tuesday when we're recording this so just pretend and also we and it's fine women every day,
1: like, yeah. Exactly. I was just going to say that, like, yeah, it'll be past International Women's Day, but it's still relevant. Okay,
0: so where do we want to start? Karina, you want to start? Sure, I don't mind
1: starting. So yeah, when, when I, we were making the planning doc for this show yesterday or whenever it was, I sat down and I thought to myself, I don't really want to talk about the Raptors team this week because... Uh, they're kind of going through a tough spot but instead what I wanted to do is I wanted to kind of highlight the progress that has been made this year with the Raptors in terms of the women that are working for them either in front of the camera or behind behind it because we all remember like the all-women's broadcast last year in March and it seemed like that was just a one-time thing like a token thing but if you fast forward it this year and this season you'll see that a lot of the roles have changed and it's actually gotten a bit better. So I'll start on the Sportsnet side of it. And I want to start with Danielle Michaud because she's been anchoring Raptors Central while also doing some sideline reporting this entire season. And I've loved it a lot. And I know because Sportsnet's coverage has really improved this year with the Raptors. And this is one of the things that has improved. Like they've they've always had Raptors games, but they never really leaned into like making it their full theme or their full thing because they have other things like MLB or whatever it is, right? And so giving Danielle this show to have Raptors Central instead of like Sportsnet Central with some Raptors highlights, like this this has been great for me to watch because she's amazing. Like she does the entire thing by herself and she brings people on like at the game and things like that. So she's been doing a great job. Um, also, Amy Audbert good friend of mine. She's been doing sideline reporting and she's been also stepping in as a color commentator and play by play sometimes. What I really liked about Amy is when she stepped in as a color commentator beside Matt Devlin one game, because Amy used to play professional basketball, Matt would always ask her, so Amy, what do you think about this? Or like a play would happen and he'd be like, Amy, does this happen? Or like, why does this happen? He just seems so like genuinely curious as to what she has to say. And that just like makes me makes me so happy because it's like yes we want to hear what women have to say like we want to hear like we know that they are smart and capable in the world of sports and in the world of basketball specifically here um so that just makes me really happy because honestly I am not the biggest fan of some of the men on the Raptors broadcast and it's not because they're men like I'm just not fans of them specifically so having these talented you know women come in and actually do a really good job and make it enjoyable like I I love that Uh, and then finally I think she's on the sports net side I'm not entirely sure but Megan McPeak has also been doing play-by-play uh because Jack and Matt and a lot of them and Paul Jones like they're they've all been uh testing positive for COVID so even though this one is more of like she's stepping in and because they're not available, she's still been giving that opportunity. And Megan McPeak is by far probably my favorite play-by-play commentator. Like, I love Matt Devlin, don't get me wrong, but he has a lot of energy. Too much energy for me sometimes, whereas Megan will just, like, go through every play kind of smoothly calmly telling you exactly what's happening like she usually does radio hits or she's and she's done play-by-play for other teams but she just brings a sense of like calmality and like she's so reasonable when it comes to these games like I feel like it's just all like emotion is good but it's also good to have just like some calm analysis of what is happening (laughs) Uh, so I really enjoyed her a lot I honestly hope that she continues to do TV for the Raptors in any capacity when these guys come back from having COVID because I think she's super talented and she deserves to be there um on the TSN side Kayla Gray was promoted to sideline reporter this year with the Raptors she's there at every game and I highly recommend you follow her on Instagram if you want to see her outfits for every game because she posts every single time they look amazing Um, and her makeup too like Everything is just flawless. And then her, her commentating is also really good. And then friend of the pod, Kate Burness, anchors the show on TSN. I, like, everybody knows how much the three of us love. We love Kate a lot. And uh, she does such a great job of anchoring the show. She's got such, like, an authority that she just commands the room. And I think that's what makes her really, really good at her job. Um, she plays really well off of whatever analyst is with her, you know, whether that's Kia Nurse, whether that's Leo Routens. Um, she does a really good job of just commanding the show. I don't know if you guys
2: have any thoughts on Kate.
0: Yeah, well, first I want to say happy birthday to her because her birthday I was is gonna today. say. Oh, yeah. So I, I, her birthday is International Women's Day. I literally tweeted that last year. She that is it. International that it's, international that it's so fitting that her birthday's on International Women's Day. Um, yeah, I remember tweeting that and I was like, that's the craziest thing that She's such a pioneer for women in sport media, and she's done so many amazing things. And she really helps other women in the industry. And for her birthday to be on International Women's Day is absolutely hilarious to me. But happy birthday to her! <laughs> also, yeah. we love you. <laughs> if that wasn't yes.
2: clear enough already. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, kind of on the Raptors slash MLSC side. Savannah Hamilton as a producer and a host like she's been amazing for the Raptors for a really long time now so I'm really glad that uh, she's been giving these opportunities obviously she's a she's a grad of, a, of the sport media program as well in 2018 so it's kind of refreshing to see somebody that young, you know succeeding at this level, especially a woman um, she's definitely someone that I really look up to like she's reached out a couple of times after I've like asked her questions and she's like giving me really good advice so I think my most important thing is like we have so many good role models in this industry and I like I, I love that especially right now and then I also want to give a special shout out to Kiana, Kiana
0: woo!
1: <laughs> we love you here she's an editor she works behind the scenes uh she's amazing like all of these women are amazing. And I know that the Raptors also have a lot of women that are behind the scenes, especially on the open gym team. I know that like the producers, the, the, the videographers, like there's a lot of women on that team that we don't really know about because they don't really advertise it. But I I did want to give props to that, that there's a lot of diversity there. And I just think that we're heading in a really good direction. Like we still need to be holding people accountable. We still need to be holding people in decision-making roles accountable. And I think you know, all these examples are 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 a good way to show that we are heading there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think all these women do such an incredible job in their roles. And to see this list, I feel like from if you look at these roles three, four years ago to now, like even last amount, year. Yeah. Even like last year's considerably shorter. That are in these roles and and part of these broadcasts night in and night out is so exciting, and I can't wait to see where we are in three years, four years, ten years.
1: 100%. And I'm gonna tag all of these women, like, on social media whenever we post this episode, so you guys Absolutely. can go check them
2: out. I mean, like, anything I say is gonna be very redundant at this point, <laughs> but yeah, like, to see the growth, especially with the Raptors, is so exciting, and it's just, you know, it's another element of proof that the nba is light years ahead of every other major sporting league um but we already knew that so yeah, and you actually bring up a good point casey because the raptors aren't
1: the only ones like there are a lot there are some other nba teams that have women on their broadcast like doing play-by-play regularly and so you know you're right in that in that area in that sense and of course we all know doris burke who is like the queen of broadcasting and everybody loves her so
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind
1: of all for me on that end.
0: Okay, so I guess I will go next with some women in hockey. I will get to some broadcasting in a little bit, but I wanted to start off with women in the actual game and management positions in other positions that maybe you don't know. So we did talk about this a few weeks ago. Um, The Vancouver Canucks are actually doing incredible things right now. And to see these women in positions within their front office is so exciting obviously Emily Castingay Cammy Granato and Rachel Dory are all with the Canucks and two of them are assistant general managers and to see women in those positions and to see that teams are valuing women in these roles is so encouraging the NHL has you know the old white man issue. We all know that. Like that's nothing. That's nothing new here. But their highest ranking black executive is a woman. Her name's Kim Davis, and she's the executive VP of Social Impact Growth Initiatives and Legislative Affairs. She is is going to be a huge part of this impact that the NHL needs to have. And obviously, their I say this with quotes: their hockey is for everyone campaign and actually making hockey more welcoming and more. In a better environment for everybody. Um, She is a pretty cool person. And I think she's going to do great things with the NHL. She already has done some awesome things. Blake Bolden. uh, She's one of my favorite follows. She is a scout with the LA Kings organization. And she's also part of their growth and inclusion. She's a specialist is her title. She is the first, or I guess was, the first black woman to be selected in the first round of the CWHL draft and the first to play professional hockey in the NWHL. She won championships in both leagues. She is incredible. And she has a stick line. Like, she is doing- Wasn't she the first woman to have mm-hmm. a, her own, like- Yeah, I think I, it's like, I, like- is
2: in hockey, is it like a signature? A stick set? line.
0: It's just like a stick line, okay. yeah. To have a stick line, which is so cool. Like, but she's just doing- the coolest things all around and I love following her and she is going to be such an important person in hockey for such a long time and I mean she's already doing so many things I don't even know where she's going to be in a year's time let alone like five years from now obviously last year we had the first female drafted to the OHL it was Taya Curry she was drafted the starting Sting she's now committed to Providence College she's going to play there once she is done minor hockey recently, women are now in the EA sports NHL game, which the fact that this didn't happen sooner is actually mind boggling to me, but they're in there and you can play as the national teams. And I think it'd be so fun to play as Marie-Philippe Poulain and to play as Kendall Coyne and to have a women's game in EA sports, which I love. So one thing I did want to talk about in terms of the front office and like management side of things is the NHL coaches association. They have a female coaches development program. And I think that this is awesome. They have a ton of coaches that they work with female coaches from all over the States. And I believe there are some Canadians in here as well. And they all come from very different backgrounds. Some of them are, you know, working as coaches right now. Some of them are in other roles with organizations. Some of them are like skills coaches and just going through all these women's profiles and seeing actually Corey Chavary's on this list and she's the um, Rams men's assistant coach for their hockey team. So just going through this list and seeing all the different places that all these women have coached and all their like qualifications. (laughs) It's insane how... Talented, these women are. And seeing this list makes me so excited for the future because I know that women in coaching positions is coming to the NHL. Like we are getting there. Obviously, we have skills coaches that are female that work with teams and we have females in consulting roles, but we haven't really had a female coach on the bench and, you know, a female assistant coach or like a female goalie coach. It's coming, and that is something that really excites me. I want to see it. Obviously, I want to see it tomorrow, but <laughs> like I, I would like to see it tonight. That is my, that is what I want next for for hockey is is a female coach on the bench, night in, night out, because we see it. There's so much talent in the coaching pool, um, female talent in the coaching pool, and the carousel it's it's turning with all the white men. Like let's let's get some women in there. Let's get some diversity in there. But that that coaching. Spotlight is, is encouraging for sure. Um, quickly, we're going to jump over to the PHF. The Toronto Six has a new ownership group. And that kind of falls obviously with today, International Women's Day, because that is a female league. And there are some incredible names that are part of this new ownership group. Hockey Hall of Famer, Angela James. What more can you say about her? She's, <laughs> she, she's pretty awesome. Point ends there. Yeah, absolutely. Former NHL player, Anthony Stewart, obviously he's on Sportsnet. Former NHL coach of the year, Ted Nolan. Um, Bernice Carnegie, who is the daughter of black hockey legend, Herb Carnegie, and the co-founder of the Carnegie Initiative for Inclusion and Acceptance in Hockey. So I'm hoping that this new ownership group really does some incredible things with the Toronto Six and the PHF as a whole. I think this group is great for the growth of women's hockey and they will have an impact on the Toronto Six and the PHF as a whole.
2: What do you think of the timing? a
0: group like that for a WNBA team here. Mm-hmm.
2: Please. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: instantly. But what do you think of the timing of the new this, like, could be me wearing a tinfoil hat and this is, like, I'm grasping at straws and, like, you can tell me I'm being stupid. But the timing of the new Toronto Six ownership and tights stepping down.
0: Um, I don't know if it's connected. I I am not the how do I say this I would love to have somebody on our show that is like so immersed in the PHF and like knows everything about it because I don't like I watch when I can but obviously I'm not there's people out there that are so invested in that league and know so much about it and I would love to have somebody on the show to talk about it because they can do it better than us yeah I don't know I really don't I think Angela James went on a little she had a rant on. I think it was like on in a Facebook. Yeah, it was in last a Facebook week, group. And basically, you know, getting at the point that the PHF is here to stay. We need one league. Let's get a move on here. Um, obviously, I'm paraphrasing. But <laughs> like it was long, but those are the Cole's notes. And now she's obviously with this ownership group. And to see people, even men, like notable men here, buying into women's hockey is very exciting. Yeah. Right. They're they're putting their money into women's hockey. They're they're investing in it. Yeah. So that's exciting. Obviously, Angela James is incredible. She's like we already just said. She's gonna do great things with this. Um, and just the diversity of this group, they all come from very different backgrounds. They all have different experience in hockey. But I think, I think it's what the PHF needs.
2: Yeah. I think it's hard to argue that like any form of hockey, like can't benefit from diversity. Like if any. Form absolutely and getting an ownership group that looks like this is just like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's almost like one of the first times, like, there's been like hope and like new blood injected into the sport. That, like, our biggest critique of it week after week is, like, okay, Jesus Christ, like, how many times are you going to recycle the same white dude, Mm -hmm. or like, how many times are you going to go about getting investors in the same way? Like, this is something new, it's something different, and it's about goddamn time
0: Mm -hmm. for sure so jumping over to the broadcast side this is going to be quick but I just wanted to highlight some of my favorite women in hockey media so I mean I have to start with Tara Sloan obviously hometown hockey she's one of my favorite people in in media and hockey media I think she's absolutely incredible and she always adds such incredible insight to conversations and topics and um, her Twitter is one of the best followers, of course. Jennifer Botterell has been such a great addition to Sportsnet this year for Hockey Night. And she is one of the smartest hockey people I've ever heard speak. She, every week I sit here and watch a game and I'm like, I agree with everything you're saying. I am learning so much from listening to you talk. Obviously, she played hockey for a million years. She was on the national team She's incredibly smart. We need more people like her, like Cassie Campbell pascal on these panels because they bring so much to the broadcast. Cassie Campbell is another one. Obviously, I just mentioned her quickly, but she is fantastic every week on broadcast and she does color as well sometimes. And she's been doing it for quite a while now. There's so many women on the beat, too, in the NHL. Kristen Shilton used to be on the Leafs beat. She's now just doing hockey stuff for ESPN. You have Sarah Sivian and you have yeah, Solvian. Haley Salvián. Haley Salvián, So many women. I'm forgetting so many because the women that contribute to hockey, the, like it's growing so much every year. And they're my favorite follows. Like, like, let's be honest. They, their work is top tier. And every time I find a new woman from a different, whatever team, I'm like quick to follow. Cause I'm like, what, are, what content are you going to give me? Christine Simpson. Like she's been obviously with with Hockey Night and Sportsnet for such a long time and she she had does her oh God, what's it called oh the big picture she does that segment now and every interview that she does is I find myself she's thinking incredible. about it after
2: she's incredible like the stuff she gets out of those interviews from people that typically like notoriously don't give mm-hmm. the best
0: interviews like watching her work is I really loved her interview with Nelson Kadri yeah that was one of my favorite ones that she did You know, she's talked to so many people in the NHL and that segment is something that I really hope sticks around for a long time because it's great. Yeah, I think it will. But yeah, obviously, like I'm 100% missing people because there's so many women in hockey across, you know, media, coaching, player development, um, like front office, And that's a, that's a good thing that I can't name every single one off the top of my head. Right. Like it shows that there's growth and it shows that, you know, every day new people are coming into the league and that's what we want. That's how change is going to happen. And I do really want to see more. Like I said, I want to see somebody on the bench. I want to see a female on the bench, but we're getting there. We're getting there slowly, but we're getting there.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And in terms of like hockey media shout outs, like I'll add one that I just happen to know of. Do you guys know that the director of Hockey Night in Canada is a woman? Like incredible. Heather Jenkin is one of the most powerful life forces I have ever come into contact with. She was the director for the women's or for the Olympic hockey at the prime time, meaning she did the women's gold medal game, most of the Canadian group stage games. And I have never seen such a perfect example of commanding a room with respect and just getting a job done so seamlessly in a way that brings everyone into a conversation. um, Even though ultimately she's running the show. So I got to work with her on the Olympics. She's also the director for Hockey Night in Canada. And that's just like another testament to the women that are working behind the scenes that like we don't see that we'll never see that we'll never get like mm-hmm. their spotlight but they're there and they're there in a way that five, 10 years ago like would yeah. have been absolutely unthinkable
0: and that's so important too to have women in every role right yeah. like obviously on camera is great but we want to see those female producers we want to see the female directors we want to see women making decisions in management of companies yeah. And we're starting to see that, and we're seeing. The Imagine if we put women
2: in charge of hiring. Imagine. Imagine
0: what that would
2: be like. <laughs> it's, it's almost like we should try that. But speaking of producers, like Margot Temis, anyone who watched the hockey show at noon during the Olympics with PJ Harden, Ryan, and Haley, Margot produced that show from the ground up. She was like, she was handed an hour block at 12 p.m. every day for the Olympics, and was told make something. And she made something that got the entire country engaged in the middle of the day for 22 days. And it was one of her first big projects we were talking before it all started. She was really excited about the blocks that she was building. And it was so fun to watch her process and to watch an entire room give everything they could so that her idea and her vision could be successful. And you know, it begs the question of like, what if every room Give everything it had to watch the women and it be successful. Where would we be? Uh, arguably, probably not here. Um, but that's a problem for another day. AKA, not my circus, not my monkeys. Not my circus, not my monkeys. <laughs> but yeah, okay, I'm done my hockey shout outs.
0: So we are going to move over to random miscellaneous sports news and shout outs and things to talk about today.
2: Yes. So the NFL decided to like do stuff. Uh, I don't really care right now because I'm busy hyping up women in the room. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: yeah, they um, picked like, come on, why are you doing? That I'm on like international truly
2: football? international women, but this is typical Aaron Rodgers. It's International Women's Day, and this man decides that you know what? No, today is the day that I sign a 200 million dollar contract, making me the highest paid player in NFL history. So that happened. Four years. Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco. Interesting. That actually means the AFC West quarterback. Crop is Patrick Mahomes, Dustin Herbert, Russell Wilson, and Derek Carr. Who would have thought that division was going to be a stacked one, but uh, that was that thing. The return is unclear, but it sounds like Drew Locke is going back the other way. So RIP Seattle, uh, Mike Williams signed a deal taking him out of the discussion for franchise tag in LA. Good for him. Get that bag. He had a really, really Im- impressive season super reliable i'm really sad because I was really hoping you'd end up on the patriots but like we we move anyways now to the important part so i'll start with shout outs to women in football and then i have a couple other ones that i want to get to that are in different sports that we don't always cover on ballbusters but are still being taken over by women and we love to see it uh the nfl started the 2021 season with a record number of women on sideline positions so we have everyone from Lori Locust with the Bucks. Kelly Bronson is the chief of staff with the Cleveland Browns. We're seeing women pop up in consulting roles in front offices on the sidelines. There's, uh, I'm blanking on her first name but Jafar again with the Buccaneers. It's so encouraging that we're seeing, like I literally cannot think of a better word other than like the penetration of women through that like masculine threshold in the NFL very exciting uh and we're also seeing it in officiating obviously with sarah thomas and uh maya as well um it's seeing ponytails on nfl football fields will never not give me butterflies so that's that one um obviously again if we're going to talk about football on the media side mina kimes kay adams colleen wolf sam rapaport the list goes on and on and on and on and the fact that it does makes me so excited for the future Uh, Mina Kimes is truly one of the smartest voices in football and (laughs) watching her deal with hate is my favorite thing because you cannot get to that woman and that is all I strive for um when people ask me like what do you want to be when you grow up I guess not really grow up when you you know in a year and a half when you graduate you actually have to like make a decision what you're doing with your life that whole thing um it's a combination of Mina Kimes and Kay Adams want to be in football because of women like them because they're showing that yes we belong here we'll never have played the game at an NFL level but there's value in adding us to analyst positions, host positions, women belong on far more than just the sidelines. And there are countless women at NFL Network and beyond that are showing that that is the case. I'm really hoping Canadian networks catch up, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll it's- <laughs> it, it,
0: it, it needs to we're take- We're getting there. Yeah. We're getting
2: there, baby steps, baby steps. So that's women on the football media side. Another big thing, big topic of conversation in terms of women and football is women that play football concept um so WNFC is kicking off another season they have added a new CEO a new director of global partnerships Adidas is still signed on with them um this is a growing league it's a league that like I'm absolutely biased in because I'm working in it but the football is good the football is fun the teams are fun go on the WNFC website pick a team whose logo you like pick a team whose name you like I don't care just pick a team and get involved get get invested, have fun with it. Um, These are women that are truly playing a sport out of the love of the game, not for the money, not for the ad deals, not for the anything, because there is no money. There is no ad deals for them. There is no endorsements. And it's honestly just such an invigorating experience to be part of, to watch these women do this thing that all of them growing up, from the ones I've spoken to, all of them said growing up, they were told they couldn't play football and that girls didn't play football and playing football made you weird or different or like no one wanted to hang up. It's just, it's so encouraging to see where they're at now. A lot of them have kids. A lot of them have really young daughters. I'm seeing their kids like play flight football like through team videos and stuff like that. It's just, women in football makes my heart very, very happy, okay? Okay, thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Woo! In terms of around the sporting world, big shout out goes to the newest mls expansion franchise charlotte fc they just broke the attendance record for their opening or home opener in franchise history and the entire thing was photographed and captured by an entirely female content team for the first time in mls history and Go look at any of their content. It's stunning. It's incredible. There was over almost 75,000 people in the stadium for this game. And this group of badass women captured the whole thing and made history. Oh, and I think that is the most impressive part. Of it. Yeah, cool. You sold out a big football stadium. Good job. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> you in a whole women team for the first time ever. I hate that it's first time ever, but like, hey, we had the first. Let's make sure it's not the last. So I want to give them the love they deserve. Sticking with soccer, Barcelona as an organization. So not like the men's team, not the women's team, just Barcelona, the club is doing incredible work in terms of strides towards gender equity. They're giving their women's team the spotlight the same way they're giving the men's team. They actually, if you go look at pictures of their fields and their training grounds for International Women's Day, they've turned it into the like women's symbol, like the like science sciencey thingy. With like the circle and the line um they've done that on their halfway line so what they've done is they've added basically a parallel or perpendicular line look at that media math um to make the female symbol and they released like a really beautiful statement on why and why it's important and how it was a player-led movement but they're truly putting their women on the same pedestal that their men are put on day in and day out and for one of the biggest sporting entities in the world to be doing that why isn't everyone else doing the same thing if barcelona can do that in the world of soccer where they are like the pinnacle why is it so hard for everyone else to do the same thing that that is my main question okay so that was my rant on all the women i love and before i turn the microphone back over to um my lovely co-host uno and dose um <laughs> uh, i am going to use my final shout out card as if you know the thing i just invented for two of my favorite humans or i mean humans yes but like for the sake of today two of my favorite women in sport media are my co-hosts uno and dose Aww. karina and nick getting to share a platform with you, getting to share a program with you, getting to be mentioned in the same sentences as both of you is genuinely one of the biggest honors of my life. And I am so humbled every day that I watch you both work, that I watch you both hustle, that I watch you both grind. And I'm so excited to take on this industry together. Watching both of you have your career start to take off is the most exciting thing in the world for me. Um, I feel like a proud mom and not just because I'm a year older than you. but I truly 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 cannot wait for the day that we get to cross the stage of graduation together that we get to make the world stop and watch and accept the fact that we are here and we're not going fucking anywhere Mm -hmm. um you both push me every day to be better and for that I will be eternally grateful I am so lucky to be able to call both of you my best friends and yeah, I could go on forever, but I don't think people want to continue listening to the love fest.
0: You make me cry. (laughs) No, literally. Um, I could echo all that about you too. I also wanted to give a shout out to our entire Unbenched team. As publishing manager, I send a lot of messages. Um, and I appreciate all of them getting back to me really quick. And I appreciate them, you know, getting those graphics out and getting this stuff on social media. Like, we're all doing this as a huge team and anybody who's been with unbench or is with unbench like they are so appreciated and they're doing such amazing things in media sport media just as women and yeah they they make this platform what it is
1: yes I agree with everything I'm like oh I have no words right now I'm about to actually shed a tear (laughs) yes I broke Karina
2: I did it I did it your goal was to break me (laughs) no it was just like a really nice side perk (laughs) and just think this will be recorded forever so whenever you're feeling down and not as confident as you should be and deserve to be you can just go back and play it and I'll send you a timestamp. be like listen to this part when you're listening to too many bullies on twitter you listen to this while you go fight them (laughs) I love you both
0: I love, I love you. you. Mwah. Mwah. Any Mwah. final shouts to anybody that you know we thought of during this that we wish we could have given a shout out to earlier or that we just love and we want to give some more love to. Shireen Ahmed. Oh yes. Shireen. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> um, I will run through a brick wall for Shireen any day of the week. I will do it head first. I will do it blindfolded. I will do it sober. I will do it not sober. Her video essay that came out today. Oh I sobbed. I saw incredible I cried um she's made me cry more times than I would care to admit for a single human being um (laughs) but we are so eternally blessed to have her in our corner and she she'll be making an appearance with regards to unbenched very soon and not on a podcast this time so get excited for that but I know Karina has some shout outs so I will leave the teaser there
1: Yes. Also, we're still waiting for Shereen's uh, pizza party.
2: Yeah.
1: For Sport Media, um, I saw her. I saw her pizza post yesterday. And I was like, "Oh my god, this looks amazing!" But anyway, I don't want to get into pizza too much. But yes, I did have some shout outs that I thought of while we were recording. Actually, because even though I kind of stuck with like Raptors themed shout outs, like this one's more like NBA, and WNBA, uh, centralized, and you know, like Mick said. There's so many women that we can't even name them all, which is why I'm like, there's only a couple extra here, but there's so many that I want to talk about. But like, first off, Malika Andrews and what she's done with NBA today, being the anchor of that show, she is the embodiment of what I want to be in sport media. Like all of her on air and broadcast tactics, her research, like she's so well, she's she speaks so well. She commands the room so well. She does everything about her job so, so good. And you know she's improved that show to what it previously was so much. Like you can see it in the numbers. Like they released the numbers last week, or I forget when it was, but the viewership has increased dramatically with her version of NBA Today. And you know with with Shanae Agumake right next to her. Like that duo, you know, taking on other panelists such as Kendrick Perkins or Richard Jefferson, like they are what it means to have talent come first when it comes to hiring people in sport media. And they do such a good job. Um, they are my role models in, in basketball for sure. And in just in broadcasting in general. I also want to give out a shout out to Amara Baptist because we were talking about women behind the scenes she's the senior digital manager for the Portland Trailblazers she does such a good job she has such a good relationship with all the players on that team to oversee all the digital content for an NBA team She works incredibly hard. Um, I like I see all the stuff she does behind the scenes. She deserves many shout outs. She deserves 8 million shout outs. She's so good at her job. Um, And I'll be posting her at so you guys can go follow her both on Instagram and Twitter because she's a a top follow. Um, And in the WNBA, there's so many women, so many talented women that cover this league. And Jackie Powell is definitely one of them. I had the privilege of working with her covering the Liberty last season. And she is just an absolute delight in the media uh, space, and she's so so motivated to capture these women's stories that you know she's a must follow. And Christina Williams, who works really hard, she's like basically the WOJ of the WNBA, um, is what like we what people like to call her because she she breaks news all the time. She works like around the clock uh, to to get all this all the stories out. And there's just so many women. That are covering both the NBA and WNBA that I absolutely love. Um, and then not even to get into tennis because there's a whole lot there. <laughs> that's too. a whole other that could be like a whole other episode. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, moral of the story is there are so many talented women working in so many different spaces, and I love them all. And I hope to be even half as successful as they are.
0: Okay, Woo! we're all gonna go cry now. Um <laughs> so much love to everybody who's grinding all the women in sports and just in every industry because it's international women's day like there's incredible women across literally every single industry and shout out to all of you because we see you you're doing incredible work and everything's going to keep growing so
2: (laughs) i am i said it on twitter but everyone who has ever pushed a chair up to a table that you were raised to think didn't have space for you we see you We respect you. The world is better because of your presence. And a reminder to men out there, women can see. So we can (laughs) see when you're not following up on what you post about on March 8th every year. Mm -hmm. And women are women. We take notes. So (laughs) be warned. And with that, we will hang out with you next week. Happy International Women's Day. Go buy your favorite woman a coffee or a flower or both or a trip to Aruba, you pick whatever your budget can fit. But yes, thank you so much for hanging out at our love fest today. Absolutely. We'll be back with Sports Chaos next week, don't worry. Bye!
1: Bye.